RadioInfluence.com. Individuals kill. You know, individuals kill is a term that uh, from my first day of uh, boot camp in the United States Marine Corps was a term that was drilled into our heads. Never truly understood. I never even heard of it. So individuals kill and uh, complacency kills. I was 17 when I first got to boot camp, turned 18 in, in, in boot camp. Um, and from day one, you know, individuals kill. And it was what we call a ditty, right? Where Puffy? Puff Daddy? <laughs> yeah. Like this? <laughs> puff, puff, no, I think it's like D-I-T-T-Y. Oh, titty with a, yeah, right, right, right. a D. So it's like when we're going through our uh, marching and our cadences, the uh, drill instructor would say um, individuals. And then like on our left foot, kill. Is so, that like a flank, like right foot? Right, right. Flank, like yeah. right foot? So, you know, yeah. it, uh, it's, it's uh, damn, I'm trying to think of the word. It's like the uh, preemptive order, right? Yeah. The, the, uh, it's, like, it's like for marching, you're basically talking about. Right, right. So, like, you know, you're like, huh, two, right foot, right. flank. You're yeah. trying to, you're giving it right when they say it, boom, right on the dime. You turn. Exactly. Like that. You flank or, you know, you make your turn. or So, in marching, so people can understand is in boot camp, a big thing, basic training is they want, you lose your individuality, right? So you start marching. So they have you, you have to be in line with everyone. And right when the, uh, right when your, um, your drill sergeant gives, uh, order, gives you an instruction, an order, yeah, instruction to, to turn or when you're, when you're, um, marching, hut, two, three, four, you're always in step, always in right. step. It's just bringing that, I want to say camaraderie, right? What is it? You're making, you're, you're getting rid of the individual, right? Right. So that's basically yeah. it. Yeah, it's 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 the preemptive order in order to execute. Yes. You know? so, like, so when you give the order, boom, right on the dime. Exactly. Individuals kill. Complacency kills. And went through a boot camp, you know, and it was just one of those things where, you know, I just thought it was, you know, a good Marine Corps ditty. Individuals kill, you know, you know when you're uh, shooting... 240s or uh, machine guns at that, you know, it's just like die, motherfucker, die, you know, and and it's that conditioning that uh, our military often does is is you know with our young recruits is conditioning, you know, at, at that point, in my personal opinion, it's it's that point of brainwashing. So, what do you mean by uh, in, individual? What's the term again? Individuals kill. So yeah, because I'm 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 a little lost in it so what is it what does it mean so like when someone gives the order of something if, boom right there you have to do it yeah so it's almost like you know how people see movies like drop it give me 50 sir yes sir like as corny as that because it's not it's not it's like that but not like that at the same time you know what I mean? so yeah. you kind of just hey how high yeah jump how high how high basically right. yeah you're right. just you're you're getting conditioned to do as you're told, right? right? That no matter what, you're you're losing yourself, right? right. You're you're there for the core. You're there you're for the military. Of, yeah, you're, you're stripped of your of who you are right. for that point in time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's done so without even knowing. You know, it, it's it's truly just one of those things where you, you stop thinking. You know, in in boot camp, they automatically put that structure into your life where you 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 don't have to think. You're just told. You know. Um, it even flashes in regular day oh, life. Yeah, like absolutely. how many times you, randomly, even at my wedding, I stood at parade rest while my, while my, <laughs> while my wife was talking. I literally stood there and my friend's like, what, what the are, fuck you are you doing? They, they yelled at you in my wedding. You hear at ease. So <laughs> I just was standing there. My, I, I don't, and it's, I don't know what to do. You know, like in a uh, Talladega nights, I don't know what to do with my hands. hands like it. I just yeah. put it. I, and <laughs> even stupid shit you say, like, I remember when I first got out of boot camp, like, uh, excuse me, sir. Do you have a latrine? It was like, what the fuck's a latrine? A latrine is a bathroom. Yeah. So, yeah. or a head. The head, um, yes. There we go. So, carry on through through a boot camp. You know, going into where I went to was the School of Infantry, uh, Camp Geiger, North Carolina, just outside of Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Um, State of PD Pablo. <laughs> yeah, dude. This, this what is that? Uh, 
North Carolina, yeah, yeah, but, come yeah. on and raise a they s- shirt up. They still play that song there. I they do the U.S. version? Yeah, yeah. USA, like, dude, come on. Yeah. They're still playing P- uh, P. Pablo. They're, they're, they're still playing uh, Juvenile, Back That Ass Up. Just like those old 2000 classics, I guarantee are still there. But the misogyny was real. Yeah, exactly. I still listen to it in private. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you lose your individuality. And it's one of those things that I wasn't sure, you know, if, if there was, if it was ever going to come back. I, I, I fell in love with the system. I fell in love with the structure. I fell in love with the routines. You know, SOI, uh, I... SOI, what was that? A, a school of infantry. Okay. Okay. And then I hit the fleet. I think it had to be like around October time-ish. How long were you in boot camp? Uh, three months. It was, it's 12. It's yeah, yeah, and I know that I was there from March until like mid-June. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Um, And then um, going into the fleet around October time, we have what we call juniors and seniors. So every deployment, every rotation, you know, there's a boot drop and the ones that were junior become the seniors, seniors. right? Just like high school or, yeah. you know, freshman, sophomore, junior. It's just, it's senior. like anything. Hey, someone leaves, you got to fill that position. Exactly. It's like when, you know, ranks are, they're PCSing, like they're leaving to a new base. You see when people take that stat, that 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 tech sergeant test on the Air Force side, a lot of people pass that shouldn't, and you know they have to oh fill my that God, spot. Yeah. yeah. How the hell did you get yeah. here? So as we progress forward into training, you know our my seniors, uh, they just came off of a mu, and what's a lot that? of guys are going to get pissed off at me. Wait, for, what's that? Uh, a uh, Sorry hey, for interrupting because yeah, no, like, it's good. I, I like I know I always say oh the I need to the acronyms, yeah, right? yeah I don't yeah. I'm like the military like excuse me the like marine uh, yeah, yeah. jargon and slang I'm r- retarded with so, so. Uh, pretty much it's the marine expeditionary unit so pretty mm-hmm. much the marines team up with the navy mm-hmm. and, excuse me and we go out on what we call a float mm-hmm. so it could either be you know or the the main purpose of it is the 911 force for the world, you know. So if if you know things popped off in Syria or some shit, you know, the Marines are gonna be the first ones in within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, um, boots to ground, boots to ground because you know somewhere around the uh, globe, Marines are on a boat mm-hmm. just humping up and down some stairs, you know, and and you know uh, doing a whole bunch of push-ups and trying to get this release off and once they get that call they're like hell yeah so once you get there okay yeah and so these guys just came off of a mu and these seniors of mine i i call them individuals because from the way that they led us was was very they weren't true leaders and a lot of guys are gonna get pissed off and you know hey you don't gotta name names it, no, I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna name any names yeah. but at the end of the the day you know how you treated and led your junior Marines. And it's not like these are combat vets. It's not like they went to Iraq or Fallujah, you know, and, and, and really experience that. experience some true shit. So that humbleness wasn't there right. when you're around yep. true so, animals that have. So at a point of when it came into what I wasn't sure of, which today would definitely be considered hazing, you know, um, just doing stupid shit or, you know, uh, putting hands on, on junior Marines. I'll never forget, uh, this one Marine, we were in Fort Pickett and this is our workup going to Iraq. Um, we're in Fort Pickett and let let me put this out there real, real quick. Also where him and I were probably two out of four minorities, Brown people mm-hmm. in our whole entire platoon of forty three Marines, you know. So you know it it is extremely Caucasian filled, yeah. you know. In in the especially you in were the, the chocolate chips yeah. in the the cookie the cookie right, dough batch, right? Especially in the infantry, I I was a uh, anomaly, I guess. 
you know? And it's just one of those things that we were in for Pickett and we're in our barracks and we're cleaning weapons and I can hear this guy just talking shit, you know? And I said, bro, you, you, the fuck are you talking about? You, all you did was go on a booze cruise, you know? What is he? What do you mean? He was just talking shit like just like just shooting the shit or talking about you? Talking shit to us junior Marines, you know, as, as, as if like, we oh, so he was, shit. he was talking to, he was belittling you. Right, right, right. Cause when you, I hear talking shit, I thought, you know, he was just talking shit. You know, we talk shit to each other mm-hmm. all the time. So he was, he was belittling you and trying to speak down to you. Right. Okay. Right. And um, it was one of those things that, you know, he, he, he looked at me, this, this dude back then was about your size. Mm-hmm. Um, thick. Thick, you know, and. But white. And, so the milk gone bad. No, it was another brown dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. As I was. Yeah. As you were. <laughs> <laughs> so. Ding, ding, ding. Um, it's just one of those things that, you know, for us to to be fighting each other in the environment that we're in, especially because it's just very few of you right. there, right? Yeah, and during those times, you know, there is racial tension. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and you know, and it was just one of those things where we exchanged words, and all of a sudden, I guess he needed to, you know, prove himself in front of his boys because you got you have a junior marine. Talking Being back disrespectful, to you, right? but you're Being just but you're just defending yourself. You're not gonna let right, anyone, yeah, right? You know, and so next next thing you know, uh, he gets my face, and you know, I've never been shoved so hard in my life, bro. And shoves me into collapse your yeah, chest. Yeah, yeah. I got you pain know? in my chest, yeah. and I can't breathe. <laughs> George, Lowe, I got yeah. pain in my chest, <laughs> and throws me into this 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 old locker, and and at this time it's on. You know, he's throwing haymakers, and I'm just like. Dodge and everything, and he he didn't know that I had a wrestling background. He didn't know that I, that I could throw some hands, also, you know. And um, it came to a point where we ended up going at it twice, you know, twice in a matter of I don't know five eight, five to eight minutes. Um, it was like a round break. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know, he because like we broke up and then he kept talking shit and I talked shit and then we went right back at it, you know? And, uh, I still came out pretty. And it was one of those things that afterwards, after it was all said and done, he pulls me outside. I'm like, bro, again, again, for real, my gas take on E homie, you know? And then he hits me with this, like, man, like, you know, we, we are the only two brothers in here, you know, like we got to stick together. It's like, so you started it. Where was that before, you know, you started talking all that shit, you know, like, like he had to have this facade in front of people. And it's unfortunate because in, on my end, so there wasn't many as, you know, Air Force different, you know, you could rag me, Air Force this, Air Force, you know, I went in, what shit, 2016, right? In the Air Force, uh, there was only like two Hispanics yeah. on our flight. And we just, we meshed to a certain point, you know? But then when the, the our, our drill sergeants, our, our, our sergeants came in, that kind of went away, which kind of sucked, you know? Right. You have to show out. Like, we're cool, but who's, it's almost like having like that. You who's going to be guide, yeah. right? And But here's the thing is like with... Uh, <laughs> It's like, say if you you really like a girl, like, listen, I love, listen, I love all people, shapes and sizes, big, small, it don't matter. But say if you really like a, a certain girl, maybe she, something don't sit right in your soul with her. Maybe she a little, she a little chunky, but you like her, but you don't bring her around your friend. When she's around your friends. Thick with two seats. Yeah, see that, there we go. Like, you're not, <laughs> you're not, you're, you're not treating her the same. You're not giving the same attention. Oh, what? Because your friends are around, you got you got to treat them a little different. Treat that that woman differently. It's almost the same thing as like he had to show out because yeah. you were a junior. It, yeah. it, if you vibed and you're you're supposed to be brothers, right? You're supposed to be you know that that minority bond. And and on top of that, he's supposed to be a leader. Yeah, he's he's supposed to be leading me. Supposed to be teaching mm-hmm. me. You know what a team leader marine is. You know, and and ragging um, on young. A young Marine, a junior enlisted is not you know, and, the right and way. So, you know, let me say this. We get into country in Iraq in, in November 2008. 
And um, well, no, continue with this. No, yeah. I want you to continue with this because what happened after that conversation? Oh, because I, like, don't don't I, jump yet. Yeah, don't, yeah, jump, yeah. don't jump the shark. Okay. okay. So uh, after that conversation, you know, we dabbed it up. But did he change or was he the same? Absolutely changed because not only him, but all like all the other fucking uh, Marines, senior, senior Marines didn't didn't mess with me at all, at all. You know, and did your sar- drill sergeants hear about this stuff or kind of was? No, no, we we keep it. Uh, the wait, this was in basically. yeah, no, no, no. This is in um the fleet. This okay, is, never this mind. is like the yeah, real. Marine never Corps. mind. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. This is like the real Marine Corps. Yeah. We're in the fleet. This is what happens in the Lance Corporal Underground mm-hmm. stays in the Lance Corporal Underground. You know, it's like Fight Club, right? <laughs> you don't speak about it. But you don't yet, speak about it. Yeah, here yeah. we are yeah. talking about. You know, the only the only way that it gets out is 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 if you get caught. Yeah, you know. And so after that, me personally, I didn't have any more issues. Uh, did I witness other um, interactions? I did. Did I do anything about it? No. You know why? I was eighteen years old. You know just. Minding my own business, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. And when it came into it, you know, let's 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 move up, move forward to the uh, the uh, deployment here, and we're in Iraq. Um, this is 2008. Things have died down tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we took a couple of uh, we had a couple of you know small arm fire there. I think we actually helped uh, special operations more than we did actually like patrolling, mm-hmm. you know, just just posting a security for them and all that. And at this point, this this whole entire company, that group of seniors were just fucking up left and right, you know, to a point where us juniors then had to step up because we had to replace them in their leadership billets and i was one of them that uh i i became a team leader all right so that whole entire in fact I'll, I'll tell you a quick story we had a whole entire platoon get court-martialed almost because there was a hazing hazing incident on a hospital corpsman mm-hmm. on, on on a, a navy corpsman mm-hmm. who is like a medic or not is like but is a yeah. medic um Within the platoon, for for reason being that uh, at the fob that he was at, um, he felt that there was major uh, security issues. Right, this uh, corpsman mm-hmm. writes writes a letter home mm-hmm. to his mom, just just explaining everything. Like, That's hey, wrong. I don't feel safe. Blah blah blah. She then writes her senator, you know, <laughs> and then. What happens? Shit rolls downhill, you know, mm-hmm. from a senator coming through the 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 Marine Corps all the way down to the battalion mm-hmm. to the um, company, right? To the seniors, then to right? the seniors, and these motherfuckers beat the shit out of them and drug them from post to post so everybody can beat the shit out of them, you know. And so my question is, did did you join in or you just? No, I I, I wasn't in that platoon. Um, Would you have? No, at that age. No, I, 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 at that age, I would say no. I, I would like. I still had you that. Knew, yeah, yeah, like I still had that conscience, bro. You know, and that's not even like an indiv- uh, individual thing. That's just a uh, being a good teammate, mm-hmm. being a good marine. Like you watch each other's back. Oh, you shouldn't let that happen. <laughs> let that rock. How how are you gonna fuck up the one person that's in charge of saving your life? I never, I never understood that where you could just be such a dickhead to someone, and then when you're on post with them, you expect. Granted, because it's our job, you, you, like that, you yeah. lose that individual, no matter what happens. It's like, you know, it's like a dog, right? If, you know, say if you hit a dog, right? What is it always? It always comes back to you, yeah, right? It's, it's, like, it's that loyalty to a fault. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. You know? Especially when you're, when you're in boot camp for that long and then you're stuck with these, you know, yep. you're savages together. Yep. That's all you got. Yep. So, um, you know, and they drag them around. They beat them. The whole entire, like, I think like half the platoon, half the platoon got court-martialed and it was to a point where it wasn't this isn't the 
Marine Corps. This isn't how we operate as a force, as a unit, as even as a fucking company. It was individuals. Mm-hmm. And and at that time, that was that very first moment where I started to understand individuals kill. You get me? Yeah, no, I together you, individuals it's like a cancer. Like yep. one thing, it, it's it's like a virus. Exactly. It spreads. One person has a, a, bad, a bad thought yep. and it goes to the next. It goes to the next. It goes to the next. And individuals kill. Like that one person is going to get everyone killed because there's that there's that break in that, 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 that chain link. Yep. One important thing that I think I took from, uh, from a boot camp, right, was what is discipline? Discipline is the instant willing obedience to all orders self-reliance, and teamwork. Mm-hmm. The ability to do what's right or suffer the consequences that will produce pain in our bodies. You know, And once again, that was one of those uh, phrases that I repeated over and over and over. Didn't truly know what it truly meant. You know, And um, so I take over as as one of the team leaders within our platoon. Because it was court-martial and yeah, everything like yeah, that. So yeah. they had the, those guys. Yeah, got, I mean, there was a whole entire restructure. And, and they got their butthole chewed out, basically. Oh, bros. And uh, so there's that deployment. It was a complete wash. Uh, our company commander, I got, I, I'm starting to realize, like, I've been through a lot of uh, command Reliefs for some fucking reason. So coming y'all hazing the fuck out of each other. What you mean? (laughs) Sticking broomsticks of fucking booty holes and stuff. So So company company commander gets relieved. We 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 get this um brand new captain, and uh, we used to call him Captain America because that's all you know. He 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 had a a reputation from a previous uh, deployment. That he was just Captain America. Real hoorah. Yeah, and just a complete one of those ribbon chasers. Mm. You know? And we got maybe two months left in Iraq. And he decides to take us out into the fucking middle of the desert for a month. We went so far into the Iraqi desert, people had no fucking idea that there was a war going on. Like, we came across what you call nomads. And... uh and they're like, who the fuck? Like, you guys are still here talking about from Desert Storm, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like going into like the uh, the Amazon and you right. find like yeah. the, the, the the are they called pygmies? Pygmies, right? The, the little people and stuff yeah. like that. Like, wait, what's that magical thing? That's a cell phone. So, yeah. you know, and um, you know, it was just one of those things where it was pointless and and he he had this idea that we were going to roll out into the uh the desert and just find out you know find Saddam's hidden cachet you know and, and just automatically just you know walk into like you know this 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 huge thing and you know it was going to uh be t- total media publicity and all that. This isn't like The Witcher 3. You're not going right, to... Right, exactly. It's going to be like a cat or something like that. Oh, here's the... Yeah. I got a hidden uh, mission for you, so... You know, and so it's just one of those things that, once again, as a young junior Marine, I saw poor leadership. Mm-hmm. We come home, and now I turn into a senior, and we get our boot drop. You know, and it was one of those things that I started to become one of those individuals where I got my boot drop and like you were turning into a dickhead. Yeah, I turned into a major dickhead. You know, my Marines, uh, they definitely did not respect me, but they obeyed me. Does that make sense? You, you know, it does. Well, you, like we talk about, you lose. It's like subconsciously done. You just follow. Yeah, yeah. and I would fuck with them, bro. I, you know, it is. There's in in every uh, chapter or period of of when you're a brand new marine, whether it's boot camp, whether it's the school of infantry, whether it's hitting the fleet, whether it's MOS school, there's a, a breakdown and a, a build up period. Mm-hmm. You know where we gotta break you down because we need you to 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 operate a certain type of way, and then we build you up to our liking, mm-hmm. and. I was one of those just dickheads because where did I learn it from? 
you know, I learned from my seniors. And just like with our daddy issues, you know, generation, generation, generations, here, you know, I now have the opportunity to break that cycle. And that's, so I think you explained it pretty well. And it's crazy how, like you said, cycles, right? So there's been plenty of, it could, it could be anything, right? It could be, um, what I'm getting at is, it is a, it is a weird cycle, right? It, it's almost, you're, you're, it's engraved in who you are. For example, like, it's hard, it's hard to break a cycle, for example, with, it's a, like you said, ribbon chasing. That's, a, that's something that, um, that stuck with me because it's, there's things called bullets, like EPR bullets. Um, what EPRs, the things you do, you put on basically your package, you know, there are points that go to, you know, if you, if you rank up, you know, you take your, you take your test and everything like that. Mm. And people just are not good. Like there's young A1C airman first class or senior airman, right? They do things not to be genuine. They do things to, to show like, Hey, I'm a good leader. Oh, I volunteered for X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. I did all this stuff. But when they're at work, they're not helping out. They're not doing shit. For example, my last EPR, it was just a down the middle. You know why? What's EPR again? I'm sorry. I I don't even know. Um, (laughs) Like, I forgot. I just call it EPR. It's like, shoot, let me. uh, It's it's like your uh, basic training record or individual record. Yeah, I got it right here. Uh, Basically, it's uh, under a new system. Whenever the airman gets a new supervisor, the supervisor will conduct an initial feedback session within 60 days. The airman will get another feedback session within like 180 days. It's a enlisted performance report. You know, it's funny. You know, you you uh, you'll know like you'll just know the acronym, but you don't know what it means. Oh, yeah, it's just an EPR. That's basically how I was in the military. A lot of people will just bullet hunt for these EPRs to make it look good. You know, like jazz hands. Ooh, look what I'm doing. Right. But when they're at work, they don't do shit. They don't help out. For example, like McDill, McDill Air Force Base, you always have to get a fourth lane. What the fourth lane, you know, when there's, tra- you've, you've been to McDill, like how bad traffic could be, yeah, right? Yeah. The fourth lane, someone should go and help relieve that. Yeah. People will act like they're on the computer and doing shit, right? <laughs> they won't get it. I'm about to get out, right? Yeah. I'm about to get out of the military. It didn't matter. I had like probably like two or three months. I still would get a lane four. Still lead by example. You have to show these young airmen right. what to do. A lot of these dudes at airmen, you know, as A1Cs, airmen first class, they want to be, they want to work the the patrol desk. You know what I mean? They want to be, you know, the guy behind Batman's ear, you know, telling where to go. Like, hey, you know, they want to be the radio, right? Yeah. Hey, I want to do this. They're showing this facade. They want to be something. But then when they're on patrol or they're at the gate, they, it's just show. They want to give people tickets for shit that they're doing themselves. Mm. I was, when I was patrol, I... I if if it's a domestic or if it's something like that, I would respond. If I see someone, if they if they do a rolling stop, uh, okay, I'll I'll let it slide. It has to be something blatant. But these guys had this belief that if you give them a ticket, you know, it's going to show. Oh, look, look how good they're doing. What if someone's just obeying the law? Why the fuck are you going to to pick on that person? And I think that how you said that that link of excuse me that generational thing of just bad leadership and bad thing it's very very toxic yeah and how some military police are amazing you know i have i was surrounded by great military police officers right security forces you know we're in this shit all the time we have crazy schedule people we're at the bottom of the totem pole so say if like a like an officer like a like a, a, a lieutenant comes through and they're intoxicated right a lot of times, you know this right, shit gets swept under the rug, yeah, depending who that who their commander is. And it, it gets to a point is where we're we're not valued, right? We're not we're not valued or something like that. And you become you come become jaded, right? That person becomes jaded. So what do they do? It goes full circle. Well, they start boosting up their EPRs and stuff like that. You know why? Because they want to get off a of flight. They wanna they wanna get a back office job. They, 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 they want to work the desk. They want to have different certs that benefit them so their job can be easier. It's not necessarily benefiting the flight as a whole because those people who are bullet chasers or they want to get certs in X, Y, and Z, which is great, but you're a jack of all trades, but you're a master of none. Hey. So I had, I had two certs, right? I was uh, entry controller certified and I was patrol certified. That's all I had. They wanted to get me, you know, for CENTCOM and stuff like that. I was like, I'm about to get out. There's really no point of me doing that. Give it to someone that it matters. Yeah. 
But at the end of the day, it just matters on paper when it goes up to the big guy upstairs. Like, oh, look how many people are certified, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a numbers it's game. It's always a numbers game. It's, it's, it's numbers a numbers game. game. And that's a big problem. I'm a, I'm a firm believer of leave a place better than you found it. Than you found it. When I was separating, you know, you're supposed to have your last um, your last meetings with your commanders and all that stuff. Like that. And the chief, chief didn't have time for me. That's, I'm not that important, I guess. It is what it is. You know, he may have family emergency, but I've probably seen him like three or four times in my whole career. Oh. And I'm not trying to talk shit or anything like that. But if you want respect from your your troops you have to have that that common ground for example when a commander comes to a post does a post check right you know everyone gets you know gets that gets that wedgie real fast how you doing airman good sir how are you you're not developing rapport you want to know why some of these young kids are committing suicide you want to know why it's hard for them these are young 18, 19 year old kids that are away from their family. You got you leave boot camp believing you, we are one, right? Just how you said how yeah. that leader was just poor and you know they're 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 uh, bullying, right? Yeah. Think about when you go to your first base and you're already treated like a piece of shit. Yeah. Like you're the slave class, right? you know, like, like yeah, like it's that's like, like it's infantry. That's how yeah. infantry was treated, yeah. right? Yeah. Same thing with with security forces. We are the bottom of the tolling pole. We get the shitty. We're almost like maintenance. It's a maintenance gets it bad. Yeah. But the difference between maintenance is they don't have to deal with the gen pop. True story. We have to constantly see people at the gate. At someone's, you know, someone may not like my face or something like that. Someone doesn't like that they didn't have a visitor's pass or. How about people you salute t- me? Yeah, 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 no, <laughs> suck my dick. That's how I feel about it. People don't understand. Think about it. I ha- this question was asked to me. Do you think that uh, the airmen we're getting now have it easier than back then? And I said the airmen have it harder now. And he looked at me sideways, and here's why. Back in the day, say uh, an airman, they get deployed, right? All they're worrying about is enjoying that deployment and not dying, right? Yeah. Deployments back in the day, you know, still are their vacation to a certain. If you're not in a combat zone, yeah. like if you go something, you're you're. No, yeah. it's a fucking payday. Exactly that yeah. money you're getting paid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All you had to worry is about that. You didn't have to worry about bills at home. You didn't have to worry the the thought of your wife or hey, who she's seeing or something. That wasn't there. Even now, when we, uh, excuse me, even when they were stateside, you don't have to worry about hey, can you get this paperwork done? Sign this, sign that, right? There was no internet. There was nothing like, oh, yeah, I'll get it done later. Yeah. That was the mindset, which was fine. As long as you were present and everything like that. If there was an all call, yeah. hey, call call Lopez. If you don't pick it up, okay, he's not coming to the all call. It's his day off. It is what it is. Not everyone had cell phones, right? Yeah. Today, think about it. Airmen, social media. Everything. Always families tracked. there. Yeah. Everything is there, right? Yeah. Guess what? They have their cell phone. Their their um. Their supervisor always gets a hold of them. Yeah. There's always an all call. There's a text message, everything. Guess what? Now with like after records for us, how we have to get everything, what after records are is like, say you're, you're up to date with, uh, you know, say um, use of force and all these things. Hey, get this signed now. Even if the training was shitty, it just covers the Air Force's ass of, hey, look, on paper, he got this taken care of. So you are always, you are always available for the Air Force. But when those young airmen need a good leader, the Air Force is not there for them. There are great leaders, but they're, they're a dime a dozen sometimes. Yeah. And why do these kids, they, they have this remorse? And the, excuse me, why do they want to get off flight? Why do they want to make rank so bad? It's because they want to feel like they have that, se- not sense of power, that sense of control again. Control, yeah. Yep. And a lot, of, and it goes, it could tie into civilian world as well. I, I spoke last week. I'm proud of my father, right? I'm, you know, excuse me, my stepfather. Well, like I have two dads, yeah. so he's a he's a police officer. I think he's an amazing, you know, what I mean, amazing police officer. I know I I have friends on social media. We agree to disagree with things, like for example, defund the police. With defunding the police, I had to think about that. I don't, me personally, I don't believe in it, but I feel like money needs to be re uh, re uh, reallocated. What's the word? I think I think they need more money. Longer training. I don't see. That's the thing is, I don't think so. And here's where I'll disagree with you. If you want to change police, if you want to change this toxic generational thing of systemic racism, there's great cops everywhere. There's shitty cops as well. To change this this, uh, systemic racism is you need to go after the unions. 
there should be a union. How dare you? Who? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, you have to go after the unions. For example, if a cop does something uh, fucked up, like the individual that that had his knee on uh, George Floyd's neck, how many complaints and how many ra- uh, racial issues did he have in the past? How many complaint? How many compl- He had several. I think it was in the double digits. He didn't lose his job because how it works for police. You have to go in front of a board. Oh, is this worth it? it was it really an issue? How many? How many um, board meetings? How many people in the board in front? Ugh, excuse me. How many people do they have to go in front? How many levels does it till he gets reprimanded? His money's never touched, right? He's going to go to jail for God knows how long. God willing, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. Guess who gets his money? He still keeps it. It goes to his family. Yeah. You want to change? You want to change the shittiness of police? Attack the pockets. Attack the pockets, right? Yeah. Exactly. Go after that money. You have to reevaluate. Reevaluate the union. There should be a zero tolerance. It should be literally how it's looked at right now, black and white. Mm. If you do something messed up, go through it. For us as military police, there are so many rules within the UCMJ before we could pull our weapon on someone. How many, all jokes aside, how many issues have you ever, have you ever seen of a, a misfiring of military police? You can look it up right now. I've looked up in the past 10 years. There's, there's no friend, no friendly fire. There's nothing like that because we have to follow these guidelines and it is drilled in us. You want to change shitty leadership and changing people being shitty police officers or being shitty airmen that become shitty uh, NCOs. You, You have to start drilling into the head just like training yep constantly train these scenarios someone goes through train through the fact hey train what a dui looks like have you know we went through training several times i had an amazing nco staff sergeant davis staff sergeant carl davis we would all right and and tech sergeant uh griff griffith we call him griff he would run us through these scenarios i think it was like three days a week Hey, this is how you would do this in real life. It wasn't just writing and getting in the book. He would show us what to do as an amazing leader, both of them. Hey, if you had to, if you had to, um, vehicle, you had a vehicle assault, it's like, how would you handle this? How would you pull up to the car? Oh, if there's a DUI. Oh, if you, if someone ran the gate at McDill, you have, how do you pursue them? We did everything and it almost became second nature to us. We have to do that with regular police as well. I feel like there should be a physical, um, physical requirement. Oh, absolutely. You know, like with us, in the, how, yeah. you, you had to do a PTA. If you didn't get a 90 or above with us in the Air Force, if you didn't get a 90 or above, you had to take it twice a year. You have to, granted, the Air Force's PT test is not, is not that great. I think it should be better. And I feel like, you know, military police, security forces, they should have a better yeah, one as yeah, well. But at least there's a standard put there. Yeah. With, with civilian police officers, there's no standard. There's no standard. Hey, w- once you're done, it's like if you were at boot camp, all right, do what you got to do. Yeah, it shouldn't work like that. These poor cycles, which make poor leaders, then make poor individuals, needs to be broken. I coming coming back from Iraq, uh, we then take these 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 new leadership roles. What what typically happens is people change uh, duty stations, get transferred to uh, different units, or they get out the uh, Marine Corps, and there's this turnover cycle. So. Um, you know, just as we stated earlier, you know, the juniors become the seniors. And at this point in time, once we got back, I then went from a team leader to a squad leader. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, I have uh, 12 other Marines underneath my personal command. And uh, I was the youngest and most junior squad leader in, in our battalion. Uh, I even had 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 my picture on uh our employee of the month. Yeah, so our <laughs> battalion commander remember last week's uh, a story considered us um animals, the fucking animals, you know. And this this guy honored us as such to a point where every every squad leader in the um in the battalion had his picture up on a wall. You know. <laughs> and uh it was a good feeling, you know, and and to be as junior and as senior as I was, people considered me a hard charger. I, I was that pit bull 
we're going through. You get that. Pra- Sorry for interrupting. You get that praise from upstairs. You think you're doing well. Exactly. Your ears not to the ground as much. Exactly. You know, and, and because you know that that mentality of like, hey, I keep everybody in check. I'm that pit bull. I'm quick to you know jump on. I'm on. I'm on my Marines and hold them accountable. I'm that good leader. And fast by the numbers. Yeah, by the numbers. So fast forward. Um, this is this is after the lost rifle uh, incident. Mm-hmm. We get a new a, a new uh, company commander. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, we get in, in into country, and uh, in a company, there's three platoons mm-hmm. and a uh, weapons platoon. Okay, mm-hmm. weapons platoon consists of your machine guns, consists of your mortars, consists of you know like. That good, good. That good, good. Yeah, you know. Um, and once we got into country, the coming commander then broke up the weapons platoon and integrated them within our own platoons. And at this point in time, I I was on my high horse, you know, and uh, it was one of those things that. We're in country maybe I think a month or so, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we finally get into into a uh, a good good firefight. Me and my squad, and uh, so you say good firefight is like everyone be like, uh, that's not good at all. I ain't trying to die. I don't know what you're saying. Good firefight, scary yeah. as fuck. Yeah. So, but it was I freak out paintballing. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, but rounds are going down range and. And I I executed perfectly. I executed uh, the uh, maneuver. I executed the the uh, fire of superiority. Mm-hmm. You know, we fucking took it to them. You know, and and I felt amazing. But what's wrong with that statement? How you I I right? Mm-hmm. No I and team, but there's a me for me. For so me, right? <laughs> yeah. So you know, individuals. Yeah. I I operated as an individual. If you don't mind me asking, did you lose? Did you lose any men? Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm going to get to that. Right. Um, and I took it as the biggest win. Okay. Again, by the numbers. By the numbers. Yep. I was on my high horse. I was gloating. I was just like, yeah, fuckers, look at me. Yo. And I can't picture you like that. That's what's scary is that you got that mindset. I got fucking humbled, bro. I'm, I'm going to explain it to you. And um, so it was one of those things that everything was I, 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 mm-hmm. and my squad who 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 were the ones that truly performed. I'm mm-hmm. just I'm just the guy on the fucking radio. They're they're the ones laying down rounds, you know, taking aim, you know, you know, el- eliminating the, the threat. The threat. At that point in time, our coming commander had 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 always once again tried to drill. A quote into us: "Silent, humble, professional. Silent, humble, professional. Silent, humble." It's professional. like Henry Hoof. Kiss. Yeah. Keep it simple. Keep, stupid. Keep it simple. Stupid. You know. And, and yeah, Jason, I know about that Henry Hoof saying. <laughs> you know, and it was, and at that point in time where you know I had just you know went through 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 this amazing moment in my eyes, I was being loud as fuck. You know, I was gloating. You know, I wasn't being humble, dude. I like I said, I can't picture you like that because yeah. you're very, you're very hard nosed to the ground in the yeah. sense of you're, you don't, you are humble. Not your outfit right now. <laughs> that is the brightest thing. I love it. Oh. You got the MC Hammer pants on. You guys can't wait to see this picture. It's it's awesome. They probably could wait. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I I was just on this high horse, man. So literally a week later, he mm-hmm. he uh, decides to break up the uh, platoons and. Those who had so there were, were some lower ranking NCOs such as myself, who were who were squad leaders, were then replaced by higher ranking NCOs um, coming from weapons platoon. Okay, and I got fucking butt hurt. Did you replaced? That I was replaced. Did they tell you why? Like, hey, no, there was there's no no reason. reason. Yeah, it was it was just like. Uh, so what made you that humbled you or that pissed you off? Oh, pissed me off. So yeah. what humbled you then? So we, um, he, not only did he 
dispersed weapons platoon, but then he created like this special fucking like high speed, like freaking our own little our own little special operations unit um, called Call Sign Havoc. You know, and this was being led by uh, the you know Sergeant Patton. Like this dude was mm-hmm. a badass. Everybody, you know, anyone you know would bow down to this guy. It's what you thought you were, right? You were trying to, and then you, yeah. Isn't it? Isn't that crazy? How with how we want to come off, come across as we don't. Oh, absolutely. It's it's weird in the sense of that. You try so hard to not be the end. What was the Batman saying? Like, he's not the uh, the hero we need or, you know, he's not the hero we deserve, but he's the hero we I'm a Marvel dude, so I don't really um, follow DC, well, okay. bro. I'm sorry. But I respect the man, I guess, you know. How dare you? Yeah, I know. Batman all day. But what I'm saying <laughs> is like, we try to, we try to, I like Marvel, but we try to be something that we, we don't want to be the enemy. We don't want to be this. We always say, oh, if I become this, I'm not going to be but you, it's weird. It's like a cancer. Shitty leadership becomes a cancer. That's where, though, as an individual, you have to keep your indi- individuality. Individuality, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. You have to keep it because that's you have to add your own your own own flavor to it. It's just like fighting. It's just like a boxer or anything like that. Everyone is taught a jab. Everyone's taught a cross. Everyone's taught head movement. Your hope, you hope, right? Mm-hmm. But if everyone's taught the same thing, why they're different? There's different skills to it. Why is Mayweather him? Why is Floyd Mayweather Floyd Mayweather? You have to add your own little spice to it. And when you for, when you forget that you're an individual and things make you who you are, you you crumble. Yeah, you you're not going to be the person you think you are, and yep. you get humbled really fucking quick, really fast. You know, uh, when when we first got to Afghanistan, we were ripping with uh, two weight. Which is another unit. We're replacing this this a uh, unit two eight, and as we're ripping with them, meaning we're doing a uh, exchange of command, exchange of the operating area. Um, and I remember we're in this uh week long, you know, left seat, right seat, and we kept on hitting this certain point uh, within within the uh area of operations that we would not go past, would not go past. And finally, you know, we got a couple of days. I'm like, hey, talking to the other squad, they're like, let's go south. And the tantrum, I, I tell you, the tantrum that his Marines threw when I, when I even, like, suggested. when I even suggested pushing south, you know, and they, you know, threw their weapons down. They're like, fuck that. No, we're not going. And, I had the nerve to even judge them. Like, you guys are shitty Marines. You guys look like shit. Not, not remembering that they just went through their own eight, you know, eight months of hell. Yeah. You know? And, um, so fast forward into going back to, um, wanting to go be a part of another squad because I got replaced, you know? And it was simply, me just, you know, not getting my way. I'm losing my squad. And I, as soon as uh, that other NCO came in, I wanted to jump ship on my Marines. You know, didn't give a shit about them. Just like it was all about me. Mm-hmm. So I started, once that got denied, you know, so everything was, was just not in my favor. And th- this is where the humbling moment comes in. Um we are, this is f- February 15th, 2010. We, we, we start a, uh, a major operation that was supposed to last, I think, a, a week. We're about six hours into it. We're uh, along the lines of the Helmand River. We had patrolled this, this area for a while, and it was a beautiful day, you know. And uh, I remember taking a break on the... Helmand River and where's that located? Uh, Garmshire District, Af- Afghanistan, um, in uh, Helmand Province, and we are taking a little break. And it's you know just I remember this this day because we were laughing, we were you know joking around, kicking around in in the water a little bit. You know it was a good peaceful moment. We continue our patrol, and 
there there was this one part of our sector that just had like a giant sand hill rock mm-hmm. and we we called it uh, we called it IED rock why because a week prior we just blew up and you know daisy chain IEDs and um so we head towards it we see this this uh military age male on top of the rock with some kids and we call him down and as he comes down, the uh, village people, they start coming out and they're trying to uh, distract us. And we um, take our cordon, you know, we're trying to get our uh, biometrics. So, you know, uh, account- uh, accountability and data as to, you know, who's in that village, you know, you know, everybody's a farmer. Uh, this, this is his son and his son and his son, blah, blah, blah. And, we uh, all of a sudden, the guy that we first were looking at is gone, disappears, you know, and uh, that 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 new squad leader tells me that the platoon commander wants us to to go on top of the rock, and in my head, I'm just like, dude, we just blew up IDs like last week, like why the fuck would why would we do this? And um, I I gave a little bit of uh, pushback, but then he just he you know he just like let's just do it, and I said okay. You know, I take me and my team and a engineer, and we clear a path going up the rock. We're on top of the rock, and uh, we find another IED um, off the side of the rock. We call in for EOD as we're waiting. We uh, I just remember l- l- looking up and looking around and you could see for miles. It was, it was that high of a rock. It was such a beautiful day. And when it came down to it, EOD gets on site. Um, that, that NCO wanted to uh, use, you ever seen the, uh, the uh, bats and hide Mm-mm. camera? So it was a camera that can scan a retina and take, take, take a fingerprints. Okay. You know? Um, and so my comm guy, PFC Jason Hill Estopinal was carrying the radio and all of our, you know, comm equipment yep. and you know, all that stuff. So I ordered him to walk on down to that that other NCO. And um as he's as he's doing so, the next thing I remember is waking up to a cloud of a cloud of dust and myself and Four of the Marines mm-hmm. are are you know are on our backs. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, this grappling hook just rains down on top of me, hits me in in, in my Kevlar. If if I wasn't wearing a helmet, it would have impaled my head. And it's one of those things that we got hit by an IED. So I start looking around. One, two, three, four. Where's number five? Estopinal. Uh, I immediately rush to go find him, and I'm drained and, and confused. And it was extremely cloudy, sandy, and all of a sudden it started raining. And I remember when it was raining, it was just a beautiful day. There's no way that it could be raining. It was raining human flesh. You know, and um, at that point, I finally find a stopinal and Doc's already on him. When I see him, I mean, you know, he's definitely dismembered he's gone it was it was instant but this rage came over me you know and in that moment i was like i fucking told you you know and this immediate rage came over me and i started acting belligerent i threw my through my radio lost that shit um and began acting like a toddler i w- was throwing a tantrum you know and it was in that moment where it was a a value. It was a lesson that I'll never that I'll never forget. And this is where I got humbled, okay, to a point of where, at what point in time, could I have done something, said something, prevented something? I tell myself, you know, if it would have been any one of or any other one of us, I would almost be okay with it. To what this kid 
you know, and he was a kid, you know, it was just one of those things that I, I, I couldn't accept him. So with that, you know, where was my tantrum? Where was the accountability to a point of like, no, we're not doing this. This is fucking stupid, you know? And I take a pause and I bring it back to George, George Floyd. Okay. There were two officers that were, I think they were on day two or three on, on that job. Right. And they had just began. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know their ages, but you know, in that situation, when we talk about accountability, you know, could they have 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 stepped up? Could they have what do you call it, said something? Should they have? But when you're, you know, in that position and 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 starting out brand new, what would you have? What could they or would they have truly done? Well, that that just goes back to training, though. So, like, yes, you you kind of you can want- have all the, the the training in 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 the world as as. Oh yeah, you're not you, you you you're trying to fit in the good old boys club. Like what what would uh you know what would your leadership what would what would they do or something? You you kind of you want to it's I guess you want to impress yeah or like you don't want to step on toes. It's like when I first came from it's, basic and I came to a new base. I I saw like a text. I was like, oh what the fuck? Oh you getting paid? But then you find out it's like there's a it is not that much of a difference. You still have to stand for what you, what is right, and it it's it's a fear thing. So I'm continuing to, you know, throw this tantrum. Mm-hmm. All in the meantime, my squad, my boys are executing everything perfectly. The bird is en route. Uh, the the uh, medevac helicopter is en route. Um, they set up the cordon already, all without being told. They executed perfectly, you know. From the time of the blast to from when the medevac bird landed, I think it was like seven minutes and change. You know, it was instant. Um, Doc was doing his thing. There was, there was, there was, there was no help, but, you know, uh, we weren't just going to, you know, leave him lying there on, on, on the ground. So we call, so we called it in as, as if he was, as if he was still present, but there were, in a backstory, you know, there there were people h- higher than us telling us, get off that rock. And it never got passed down. You know, um, that platoon commander, you know, I don't know what his 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 mindset was of, you know, we we knew the risk and he took that action. That squad leader was supposed to be that second line of defense to talk to him. And I was the third in order to, yo, what the fuck were we doing, bro? Like, you know, this isn't it. And all three of us failed, you know, and because of that, we lost Marine. And that hit me hard, especially. You That's know, what humbled you? Yeah. And in that in, in that week, uh, in those two weeks, we lost Mike. Jason and then uh, Eckerd. Um, so in one, so from the first to the fifteenth, uh, uh, I'm sorry, to the uh, to the twentieth, we we lost three Marines, and none of us, no one, had experienced anything like that yet. And. I think it, it 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 changed a lot of us, and it changed our our mentality as to how we should operate on the battlefield. You know? It's like when you get complacent, right? Where um, complacency. It's for it's like anything. So like if a uh, you're a coach or like a teacher, like you're just kind of going through the motion, and they yell at you. You're like, and you're it's weird. Your actions change. Obviously, that's on a smaller level compared to what you went through. Where it's like, what can I do to be better? You know, yeah. it, it, it changes. It, 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 it's almost like if someone throws cold water, like uh, like ice cold water on you, like, <gasps> yeah, it's just like a, yeah. a new breath. And, 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 you know, so and then at that point, looking back, I wasn't silent. I was being humble and I damn sure wasn't being professional. You know, I remember I, I, I like 
muzzle thumped on 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 the walk back because our because because our squad had to. What's had, that? Uh, when I like when you jab your 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 rifle? Uh, your rifle, the muzzle of into the ground, your rifle into a little kid. Oh, yeah, you know, and and, and because they were they wanted some fucking chocolate or something, you know, and and no You're, shit, just like thumped his face, bro, you know, and it it was one of those things so that I uh. I just did not act as a leader, as a professional, you know. Um, and keep in mind, at this point, I'm 20 years old. You know, I'm not 26. I'm not 25. I'm not 30 years old where, you know, I've got that maturity or I've even, our brains even fully developed yet, you know. And um, unfortunately, in that combat zone, uh, a month later, March fourteenth, I got wounded, and that's and that was my last day in in a combat zone, and I I never uh, got to you know truly use that 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 new mindset. It left a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, and it's like the fighter that loses on that loss. It's like you right. know they they didn't exit on their on, on their terms. Right, right exactly. You Even know, though all fighters say like Chuck Liddell, like, oh, I want to go out on my shield. Do you? <laughs> Do you want to go out on your shield, really? Because I think you want to walk away in the sun. Like everyone wants to walk away like Henry Cejudo, you know what I mean? But so, you know, and you know, I, I truly at that point, you know, came that that was one of the first true humbling and learning experiences that that I developed in my young adulthood at the cost of life you know so it, it when i say individuals kill you know us as 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 we think about ourselves and not as the overall team or unit you know what's our purpose here what are we trying to achieve is it about me or is it about us you know what is the legacy that i'm leaving on and it's not your legacy; it's no. the legacy of, of what a leadership a leader should be, right? You know, and you know, I want to circle back to those officers. You know that I, I, because I thought about this, and uh, Kenneth Owens had um, Mark Lamont Hill on, and he's he's a uh, college professor. Uh, what's 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 that college that begins with a T? Um, I don't know. I don't even know what college. Temple. Um, yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah. I know that's yeah. um Temple and you know, he's he's professor in media relations or some shit like that. But they start having a conversation about mm-hmm. George Floyd and mm-hmm. the officers. And they start talking about those two junior officers that were had only been on the job for two or three days. Yeah. You know, and what would you or what would you have done in their situation if you see your uh senior officers, the ones that are training you, coaching you, you know, taking you, teaching you the job, quote unquote, um, acting up the way that they did. You know, if you're in that scenario, you know, would you step up? But that's, that's a, and that's why I said, that's where you, someone needs to be an individual because I can easily, I can say with, you, you can know, say yes, right? I could say, yeah, I would step up because yeah. if I see something, but I don't know if it's coming from the point because I'm a brown man or it's just, is it because I just know what's right and what's wrong? If I see that, I'm like, hey, the dude says he can't breathe 20 times. I'm be like, hey, um, he's already detained. You already have the cuffs on him. Why is your knee on his neck? It's not needed. It's just, it's, it's, it's a uh, excessive force. And people need to learn to keep that in that individuality what what brought them to the dance how you said how you lost you know you when the last time you were in a combat zone it la- lost it left a sour taste in your mouth because your last i guess we would say performance right mm-hmm. it got people hurt yep people died people died and that's not a representation of who you are and i know you live no. to that day and we all need to, as human beings, whether you are in the military, whether you are a police officer, whether you are a coach, whether just being a father, a mother, we have to lead by example. Hey. Just how we talked last week about, you know, how, you know, like 
breaking that cycle from your father. You know, yeah. you have a good, you have a great relationship now. Breaking that cycle of, hey, this is not right. Just because it was done to me doesn't mean I should do it. I should continue that that shitty legacy of poor leadership. And it's something we all are humans. We have to learn to accept that we're not. We all say it all the time. Right? We're not perfect. We're not perfect. We're not perfect. But the only perfect you could thing you could do in that scenario is look at yourself in the mirror and be like, hey, what can I fix before it's too late? Yeah. I want to say, you know, thank you. Thank you for, you know, opening up like you have, you know, on this on this episode today. And um, it, it opened my eyes a lot with certain things, how people look, because sometimes it just takes someone yelling at you or sometimes it as tragic as it is, you know, it could be your responsibility and, you know, opening up and uh, I want to say thank you, Sean. And, um, all right, guys. I'm Gio. And I'm Sean. And this is the As You Were Podcast. This is a Life in the Fast Lane with Black Moses. Alan Lane Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Listen, man, it's your boy, Mr. Black Moses, host of Life in the Fast Lane. On this week's episode, I talk about the power of powerful thinking and what separates it from positive thinking. Also, I dabble a little bit in the similarities between life goals and bike goals. Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. Let's ride. Life in the Fast Lane with Black Moses, Alan Lane can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.